Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 2. We've obviously gone half decently because we're back for a second episode. <laughs> Sam McClure and Mitch Cleary with you. Where we chat trading, buying and selling of AFL players, amongst a few other things. Hello, Mitch. Hello, Sam. I'm excited. Today I've got some more of the St Kilda leaked audio to get to. Have you? It's all unveiled why is this very not, shortly. Why have, has this not made its way to Channel 7? Uh, you'll, you'll hear why Lewis very Martin's shortly. Lewis going to be very upset with you. <laughs> you can't be saving your best stuff for tradies. Well, or, or can you? Second episode, I thought I'd have to bring a bit. How's your week been? Are you? Are, do I need to check in on you? Are you okay? I'm all good. In, in which way? Oh, more more well, to so the point I, yourself. So I've, de- I've deleted Twitter. I've noticed that you didn't promote the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> I like how, and how, I everyone, how everyone here, including our fearless leaders, Dylan Buckley and Adam Baldwin, were thinking that I was deliberately not doing it. So I deleted Twitter, mainly because I just was wasting too much time on it. But I didn't delete the account. Yep. I've tried to since log back in. Anyway, it's, it's, it's basically been locked out. But the point is... So you don't have a direct line to Elon? No. But I do have people that send me screenshots. And I, I see that you're in a uh, you're in an, a fracas with the Silvani family online. Yeah, I'm not going to be going to their Q Cafe anytime soon. The, the Silvani's I was in the rooms post game. No sauce. Everyone was asking where he was, and Jack volunteered it after his hundredth match. I thought it was worth reporting, and since been picked up on a number of mediums. And and Ben Silvani, his younger brother, didn't take too kindly to it, uh, pointing out that Stephen chose not to go to the Carlton rooms. One maybe because he's St Kilda list manager, or as many others are saying, because he was essentially walked out of the club a few years ago from his role as, as list manager. You got very serious there. It's like we're on Oprah. I just asked <laughs> if you were okay. <laughs> I'm more than okay. How about you? So the Giants story got picked up last week. Stephen Canelio. Have you spoken to anyone at the Giants? Up? Did who, you? Who, who, wrote, who did it get picked up by? Oh, a few outlets I see. wrote with it. Okay. A bit of uh, free right. publicity. Never heard anyone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a call. Yep. But you know, you know what this is like. like yeah. You know, you, you say something about or you report something about clubs. And if they don't like it, they usually pick up the phone. I you got one? They, yep. Yeah, it wasn't Dave Matthews, by the way. So should we have I'm our not, radar I'm not up? to too many phone calls. Should we have our radar up if you go soften the Giants tonight or if you... Oh, I'll probably double down. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no... Come on. We don't, we don't back I away know, from things. I know. Hey, let's get into it. We've actually got a whiteboard now, which is exciting. So if you, if you don't hear from one of us for a few seconds, we're probably away from the microphone writing up on the whiteboard. So uh, I put up Tom DeConing last week. Yep. You did his value go up or you down tried from to that steal Thursday? It later, we're going to get to this later. But I, I'm a bit frustrated about it. But anyway, one game, it's a small sample size. He's a really hard one, right? Because you watch him, and you say he's not an eight hundred thousand dollar player. But the big blokes always take longer, and so Sydney look at him and say, "Well, he's probably a five hundred and fifty to six hundred thousand dollar player." But we need a ruckman. We're willing to take the risk. On top of willing to take the risk, you need to pay him more to get him out. Yeah. So there's that two hundred thousand dollar a year difference. So I, I sort of get both sides. Like Carlton want to see more, and Tom probably wants to play more. But he didn't, he, he's he's not nearly an eight hundred thousand dollar ruckman right now. No, but I think if it's a five, it's a if it's an eight year deal, as you mentioned, I think you're paying him on the average of that. So you, what he's like in years two, three, and four, as opposed to straight away. Yeah, and we and like the cap's going up, right? Yeah. So eight hundred thousand in eight years' time is probably more like six fifty or seven hundred. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think. His stocks have gone up or down after one game. We'll, we'll get a better idea rounds four, rounds eight, rounds 12. But it did seem to uh, set the cat amongst the pigeons. Suddenly, Tom DeConing's name was being mentioned everywhere and by people at clubs. Did you see that on Footy Classified? I did. How often? In fact, this is Ross Lyon, the coaches in Gilda, being asked by Damien Barrett about Tom DeConing. Look, I've always liked him. And, and the good clubs and the great clubs run parallel. They're day-to-day football focused on winning. And, and I think Geelong has shown a great capacity to run parallel in the background and, and land players that, that you need to build out your capability. So. You need a Ruckman, don't you? 
Or a big we need lot to, look, I'm really pleased with what we got. We, we need to find out. But clearly, we paid the same amount of money as Geelong did last year, and they won a flag and won 16 in a row. So we need to add some capability. And, and we are a, we've got a lot of running players, and we, we do like it. So I want to specifically say him, if Soft has got the door open, well, I'd be surprised if they'd met in person, I would say well, that. the- That's as strong as a mission as you'll get in round one before a ball is bounced. Very strong. That was, I reckon Ross sort of forgot and was like, oh, I'm back in the studio where I've been working in the last two years and I'm with Eddie and I'm with like Lloydie. It was quite candid. I mean, I enjoyed it, but if I'm Carlton listening to that, I'm going, eh. So is that, why, is that why Sauce wasn't in the Carlton rooms post-game on Thursday oh, night? He's gone back to this already. You're, you're quite <laughs> hot under the collar about this. You are. Well, speaking of Sauce, this is some audio of Stephen talking about St Kilda's list. Ooh. For us here on Tradies. Look, they've got to get more out of Caulfield, Clark, Billings and Gresham if they're going to have a good year. I think, you know, they've got to get another key, key tall, whether that's forward or back. They've got to get some more uh, more yeah. players through the middle of the ground, I reckon. You know, they're, they're light on there. Some leadership, some more leadership. I don't know where that that's at. Yeah, and the other one I think they'll miss is Paddy Ryder. That's mm. the one area. That's probably a concern a little bit yeah. who that second Ruckman's going to be. Now, that's mm. from Trade Radio last year, of course. A it's, few weeks before he was well, a Appointed the St Kilda list manager. Pretty frank, you don't hear people talk about that about their own lists, but that's only a couple of weeks before he was appointed St Kilda list manager. That's a fair insight into where, the, the court, way that thinking. If we were in court, right, it'd be like objection relevance. You know, like it's a bit harsh, isn't it? You've that's so true. what's happened is Jack and Ben have gone after you on Twitter, and you've said <laughs> oh, on tradies the first thing I'm going to bring up is I'm going to dig up some old audio of Sauce talking about it, a team that he wasn't even list manager of yet. Oh, if if this goes to court, this, I'll this bring up quite, the WhatsApp messages bringing talking about this. I was keen on this before the season started. I actually forgot about it for last week's episode. But Ben's tweet and the Silvani <laughs> angst during the week reminded me. But what do you make of that? So Stephen Silvani admitting that the ruck are going to be a big issue that talks more to the Tom to Coning need, yeah, yeah. need for leadership through the midfield, and the need for some young, well, not young anymore, some first-round draft picks, Billings, Clark, Caulfield, and Jay Gresham, who has just come back after a long-term injury. Uh, I'm told he's going to wait a couple of weeks to just see where he's sitting before he pick up, picks up any conversations around his contract. He's going to be a big watch this year hey, as well, you, Jay Gresham. Are you putting him on the whiteboard? Not just yet, but okay. I might need to in a few weeks. I'll start the whiteboard then, if you want, because you, you're... You're too worried about the Silvanis. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to start things off. Harry Himmelberg. So, free agent. We know that. He's from Wagga, but he's lived kind of everywhere. I think he's lived in Canberra. I think he's lived in, in, in Melbourne. He's, his family's been... So, so he's not particularly from one... Zach Williams is from a similar region, and yep. he's still signed for Carlton. So, the thing is, the Giants' cap is still an issue. Like, three years running now. It's still a major issue. It it doesn't help when you've got five blokes earning a million bucks. Yep. Um, if I'm Harry Himmelberg, I want to stay at the Giants, but I want I want seven hundred as a forward or back. Well, I think I think he's a genuine swingman. Like I think he can play either. Like for instance, if I'm if I'm Richmond, I'm looking at him and going, well, he can replace Jack Rewalt, but who knows what happens down the track with Bolter or like how long Grimes and Flosson play and yeah. all that sort of stuff. I, I, I think he's a guy that could play back or forward for a season. And nice move around. Bolter he's- and Himmelberg almost playing in tandem, one at one end yeah. or the other. You can flip them whenever you need. And doesn't doesn't it just strike you as like so Blair Hartley? For those who don't know, is the the guy that has basically put together Richmond's premiership list. Yep, long time list manager of um, Richmond likes to stay out of the limelight, which is why we like to talk about him. Um, I, I can just see him being a Blair Hartley player. 
where it's like, well, I could probably get him for less than I want to pay 195 centimeter guy who can play center back, center forward because he's he's kind of stayed under the radar at the Giants because he's been moved around so much. Plus, they've got all these other stars that they're paying. So the five guys that they're paying five million bucks to: Toby Green, Lockie Whitfield, Stephen Canelio, Josh Kelly, Nick Haynes. Nick Haynes. Yeah. There's five players. Nick Haynes on a million dollars. Yeah, this year and next year. Back end of deal? Back end of deal, yep. So that's Still a lot of money for a, lot, a 30, 31-year-old. It's a lot of money. I think he turns 31 next month off the top of my head. So that's $5 million of your $13 million going to five guys. Now, we talked about this last week. It doesn't make it wrong if you're finishing top four. But when you're finishing at the other yeah. end of the ladder, it makes it hard. Especially when you go to re-signing guys like Tom Green, Finn Callahan, like they've just done. Yeah. And that's where these guys like Bruin and these other middle tier they get pushed young out. kids get pushed out because they don't have the money. Yeah. So it's like, where does if I'm Himmelberg, I want to stay there because I'm settled, I like it. But where do I fit in financially? Mm. And also, you know, like, I'm not getting any younger. Are we going to win a flag here under Adam Kingsley? I mean, they look pretty good on the weekend, but I'm not sure how good Adelaide are going to be. The Crows dropped off a bit in that game. Yeah. So, I'm going to... And also, Himmelberg, just quickly, as you go to the whiteboard, mark of the year contender probably has it to himself unless someone takes another perler, but also good friends with Tim Taranto, who he's just seen make a similar move. Not necessarily saying it's the Tigers, but Tim Taranto's move from the Giants, he agonised on that for some time, may have opened Harry Himmelberg's eyes to thinking this might be possible for me as a free agent. I always used to underrate the oh he's good mates with version of events because it's like oh, I feel like they're all good mates but it is it is a thing like I'm not sure how much you're like Tom Brown and hang around the uh, the cafes of, of Swan Street <laughs> Taranto and Hopper are sort of inseparable at the moment yeah Tommy and I have our time together but we like it it's also our separation do you think we could do when when tradies gets a little bit of momentum do you think we could do like a, a separate episode on just you and Tom I think it could be it could be a ratings bonanza people are fascinated by it for some reason some bizarre reason have you ever had a beer with Tom one on one yeah Really? Yeah. That surprises me. What do you got for the whiteboard? My whiteboard item this week is West Coast. You've gone with a team. And Hello. it's a fire sale. You know those carpet stores that have 12, 18-month sales and they're just continually on sale and the no. rugs are out the front just no. always on sale? I've never been into a carpet shop. You don't strike me as a guy that would necessarily go and buy rugs or carpet. Yeah, and and, this and, is a- and if, if I did, something would be going wrong. <laughs> this is a club that needs to start a fire sale now and start spreading the message, almost like what Hawthorne did over the space of 12, 18 months before they were able to offload O'Meara, Mitchell. So you want- I want your- them to start- selling these names not necessarily What's publicly up? but to, to clubs right now gaff i don't think there's enough value in the market for someone like mcgovern at his age and i'm, I'm talking the young huge cash yeah but mcgovern's coming off money and i think he's close to re-signing that's the word out of the west right i'm talking guys like jack darling and you just talk about the richmond comparison he turns 31 this year jack darling i reckon he's still got two or three years of good footy yeah, I, I as a that. key forward yeah west coast have got oscar allen coming through Star. i think the time for jack darling to look around is now andrew gaff the tim kelly trade hasn't worked they brought him in gave up two first round picks and a stack of cash for tim kelly thinking they were in the premiership was, window one of those picks that they gave up for kelly ended up being well it went to geelong they took cooper stevens the next pick after cooper stevens was mitch georgiatis mm. who a wa kid the eagles would throw a stack of cash at right now. now yeah he would be the prototype player that the West Coast would be looking at it's right a ho- now. Horror deal, Tim Kelly. I mean, I talked I at talked- the time. Premiership window is he the cherry on top? The more you look at it, it becomes more like the Bryce Gibbs deal at Adelaide. It just hasn't worked, and it was far from the cherry on top. It was the deal that that hurt a lot. So, like a lot of Hawthorne fans will be listening to this after what happened on the weekend and think, well, Mitch, how can you be advocating for a fire sale when Hawthorne have shown, granted? 
it's it's a small sample space. You trade out experienced players, it's you're thrown into the wolves. But it's the fifth oldest list already in the competition, and they were smacked by West North Coast. Melbourne. West Coast, the fifth oldest. They weren't smacked by North Melbourne. They they were just beaten by North. Third, Melbourne. They lost contested ball by thirty five. Your man Ben McKay didn't play. No, imagine if he did. They dealt they dealt without him pretty well, which I think holds <laughs> his price actually. I just think West Coast have hit the bottom now. They may as well just rip the band aid off. They're not making the rise with this team. We've seen that on the weekend. This is a big, this they is a 11, big whiteboard they item. 11, You've gone to work on this. Eleven Premiership players play on the weekend, West Coast. Yeah, and they couldn't beat North Melbourne, who are without one of the best intercept defenders in the game. I'll say that partly tongue in cheek off I the back of I, last I, week's I, episode. I, I, I refuse to to acknowledge Ben Mackay. So I think the three players I, I looked at: Jack Darling, Elliot Yo. Andrew Gaff. So, if there's a market for Lockie Hunter in the market, so are they just going back to the draft, like, or are they, or are they raiding other clubs? I think it's like, as much about the draft. I don't think any of those guys are necessarily going to net you a first round pick. We saw with Hawthorne, they probably got unders for O'Meara and Mitchell last year. They didn't get a first round pick for either of those guys. But as much of it is about salary cap room and opening up the salary cap at the Eagles, because those guys are on good money. It's about being in a position for 2024 when Tim English comes out of contract. Oh, okay, here we go. And Aaron Norton comes out of contract. At at the Western Bulldogs, those pair. Nick Natnui, incredible servant for West Coast, but he's coming to the end. They don't have a natural successor in the ruck. Jamison and Bailey Williams have shown a bit, but Tim English is going to be the best ruckman in the comp for the next five years, I think, in, after this year. Jeez, you've made some big calls. Tim he, English is going to be the best ruckman in the comp after this for year, next, for the next five years. After, it's a very specific one. And Aaron, Aaron Norton, the dogs have shown, I think the value of Aaron Norton is not what it was. He is a star, but he's not going to get the best runner. He's going to have to share the forward line with Lobb, Eugle Hagen, and potentially Sam Darcy, when two years ago he looked like the biggest out breakout key four in the competition is his progress going to be stalled with those guys around him is the limelight going to be taken off Aaron Norton so I think West Coast need to get to work now to open up the salary cap for these guys these WA stars when they come out of contract it's a really it's I hadn't I genuinely hadn't thought about what you're saying before now I, I, I love the, the effort that's gone into it um, I do think that if Ben I don't know if Ben Mackay or Tim English are listening I, I genuinely don't know who manages you but I think you should call Mitch because he's in two weeks convinced basically said that Ben Mackay is going to be the best defender in the comp and that Tim English not this year but after next year for specifically five years is going to be the best <laughs> ruckman in the comp now he He's not going on the whiteboard, but if we had a if like if we had like a mini chalkboard that was sort of smart tradies toolbox sort yeah. of vibe. Well, I don't know what that looks like, but <laughs> if if we did have that, Luke Jackson would be very close. Luke he, Jackson, he he was he, just, he got traded to. He was not very good on the weekend, and he, I say that I, I say that politely. One game in. No, 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 he's not. He's that's his fifty fourth AFL game. He's played in five finals. No, he, he did not. I'm sorry, but he did not play like a nine hundred thousand dollar player. And it may not all be on him. Like I think that there's yeah, that game was crying out for someone to take it by the scruff of the neck, and he wasn't able to do it. How is with Darcy in the team? How is Luke Jackson going to be that value of a nine hundred thousand dollar player? You know, I, I mean that honestly. Like, is he going to kick forty five plus goals a year? Yeah. Is he going to play seventy percent in the ruck? Like, I he needs actually, to win. He, if he's not doing that, he needs to have moments to win games of footy. And there was yeah, that's a right. last he, quarter on the weekend that was crying out for Luke Jackson to do something, and right. he didn't take it. Right. So, yeah. And that's the third way. He needs to be low possession winner that changes the game. With, Kicks a goal out of the ruck. Takes three impact. bounces. Yeah, like he did in the third quarter of the grand final against yeah. the Dogs. But that's a long time ago now. And so this is not about just Luke Jackson. Of course, it's just one game. I, I get that. It was tongue in cheek. It's it's more just we got a slight insight into asking the question. Okay, they've paid nine hundred grand for him. What did he get? A seven year deal in the end? Seven or eight? It might have been about eight. H- how is he going to fulfil that value of that percentage out of the total player payments? If Sean Darcy wasn't there, I see it more. 
I, I, I see the hole in the value. This particular one, I don't. That, that, yeah. That's all. And the crazy thing, when he was doing that at Melbourne, he was his first two years as a draft contract, 120 grand plus match payments. Okay, it's, it's a big change. It's a big change. So Because everyone's got, how good's this kid? How good's he going to be? And Melbourne well, it's are no sitting longer back, rubbing their hands kid. together. It's, well, we expect now. Yeah. Like, he, he needs to be... At, 900 grand a year. He needs to be in our best five players every week. And it's not just the wage you spoke about. It's what they've given up for him. So this is Fremantle in the window. They've so just they gave made- pick 11 and they gave next year's first and second. Yep. And they got Jackson 44. It was like you're picking the 40s and picking the 60s off the top of my head. Yep. Essentially two One first One day I'm going to come in actually prepared and have everything. Essentially two first rounders and a, and a swap of other picks in the second and third rounds. But it's a significant investment, investment for a player like that. Anyway, that's my- um, A couple of whiteboard items. That's my nearly- whiteboard nuts and bolts this is where the other uh, call from the giants came uh, from last week because i said that if Stephen Cornelio left jeremy cameron would have stayed that was the major point of contention with the giants which i can understand that so more so than the Cornelio captaincy were they arguing that the captaincy was part of the contract or more so the cameron- uh, no no it was it was stated to me that that was that was separate things that it okay. was never if you stay we'll make you captain which I accept. I don't believe I said that. Anyway, anyway, let's okay. not go back. Yep. Let's look forward. Uh, this week, you are doing the Tigers. The Tigers. So, their midfield, point of contention in recent years. Obviously, a massive reason why they won the flags. Cochin, Martin, Prestia comes in from Gold Coast. Shane Edwards, one of the more underrated players in terms of his ability. But Edwards gone. Cochin on the decline. Still, obviously playing at the highest level, but Martin scaling back as a full-time forward, they saw their midfield as a major reason and a, a reason they needed to go again to contend. Mm. So two years ago, on their own whiteboard in the Richmond Punt Road office, Blair Hartley's office, they had a man, Tim Taranto, at the top of that list. They went to work on him for two years, Tim Taranto. Really? And it really only hit its straps sort of early last year when they, they felt that out of contract was his best chance. So they, they put the work in, but felt that Tim Taranto was never leaving under contract at the Giants. But falling out of contract, they went hard. They were to offer him a seven-year deal. They had to push Collingwood aside. I think Collingwood was the other club here that was sort of sniffing around a bit for Tim Taranto. But the Giants get their man. The other one is Jacob Hopper. A little bit of a different case in that he was contracted at the Giants. I think the Tigers sniffed at the Giants. There was a salary cap issue. And the fact that they were able to get Hopper out of the contract and offer him a seven-year deal was the reason because Geelong was coming. So the Cats, I think, were in the four- to five-year mark for Jacob Hopper. The, the Tigers had to go above and beyond. The Cats were seen by many other clubs as the leaders in this case for most of the year. Tigers came late with a bigger offer and decided to pair two good mates, Hopper and Tarano, together as a future of their midfield. On the weekend, neither here nor there, but those of the Tigers would argue that Tarano's job on Crips went a long way to them saving the game. No, I thought Tarano was excellent. Yeah, I, I don't think he was. Ho- Hopper looked Hopper looked off. I, I would suggest that either he was injured or feeling ill, or he might have had a bad game. But he looked at me. I feel like I've watched him pretty closely. He's yeah. been a star for a long time. He just looked a bit off. Tarano is good. I did see some edits. I think footy classified aired that his kicking wasn't at an elite level, but I think it was more that game. It was quick get out of the stoppage. It was a surge footy, which I think Tim Taranto is a big reason why Richard went after him. Is that surge type mentality? Know what we just did. For the last 40 seconds we talked about <laughs> footy. footy yeah we can't do that we need like a, a little air, air raid siren <laughs> or like one of us strapped up to like a taser or something and every time we start talking about like you just okay, said i'm gonna stop talking about you footy. just said search footy. Footy. well and i just said i just said a hopper looked like he was off like <laughs> what are we but, talk, what are we doing but i think it talks to why rich went after him is that type of midfielder that suits their yep. needs in terms of what tim taranto was yeah also managed by rival organizations so tim taranto is looked after by matt bain yep. who works with, with tom petruro for tla and jacob hopper managed by connor sport 
thoughts. Paul Connors, Robbie DeRazio. So it's not as though that they could sort of like deal with the one management group and package them all together. Let me ask you this about Hopper because he, he had a strong offer on the table from Geelong, but yep. it sounds like it was fewer years. And the Cats were, weren't prepared to go above four to five years. That's what I'm told. Would you be picking, if you're Hopper and the years in cash are the same, are you picking Geelong over Richmond? Because um, I reckon so lifestyle comes into it. Here. Lifestyle, but, uh, but enough people you speak to suggest that even though Hopper's a low, laid-back country kid, from well, he's from and, Leighton, which is a town of what eight hundred, I mean, still the glitz and glamour of the MCG appeal to him. Apologies to the people of Leighton if I've grossly misunderstood your population. It's got an amazing footy history, Leighton, in terms of another Richmond Premiership player, Jacob Townsend. Yes, but I think even though he comes from the, the country and we, we see him as a laid-back, you know, country kid, the thought of the glitz and glamour of the MCG did appeal to Jacob Hopper. So I, I, I think we're splitting hairs, but I think Richard made an easy option for him in the end by going the longer term than what Geelong were prepared to do. And just just, just in terms of the, the contract. So we all sit back and think, gee, it's a long, long time for Toronto and Hopper, seven-year deals. Toronto had the back injury. Hopper came in off a knee injury last mm. year. A big part of the reason was the next few years, they've got Lynch and Martin money, as you alluded to on last week's Tradies episode. Martin's coming into to really good money now, as is Lynch. Martin's got two years left on his contract. Those contracts for Toronto and Hopper are back-ended. Yep. So where the average wage of the player of Toronto and Hopper might be, say, $700,000 over the life of the deal. There's every chance this year they're getting around $500,000, but the later years are $900,000. So it evens out over the life of the deal. Yeah, yeah. Back-ended deals only hurt at the back end of the deal. Yeah. It's kicking the can down the road, well, a, la, Lynch, a la Adam Trelaw. Tom Lynch was a back-ended deal at Richmond at the time. Yeah, yeah. And he's still in all Australian form, commental conversation. That's right. But if he quickly falls off yeah. next year, then we'll have a different conversation. Hey, we've got our first listener question, Oh, which is good news because we have at least one. Joey Fama? Fama? Fama. I don't know. I think it's Fama. Please discuss the upcoming salary cap arises and what it means for the cap and players. I'm always hearing with the new broadcast deals, et cetera, and more money in the game, the players want a bigger piece of the pie. What will it get to with a million dollars a year becoming something we no longer bat an eyelid to? Yeah, I'm fascinated so by what you were talking about previously. Yeah, last and on last week's show in terms of the next CBA, which is coming up, does it fall in line with the TV rights deal? How long is it? Is it in line with the women? It, it's so many questions to, well, to follow. We know two things. The players will want more money and they'll want to do less media. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, the, they're the two things that always happens. As long as Paddy Dangerfield's at the helm of the Players Association, I've got hope the media might be still a chance. <laughs> did you listen to him on, did you see him on Saturday Night Footy? Saturday Scoop. We, we need to talk about that. That's actually, that that's libelous. As someone that's been sued for defamation, <laughs> I actually have. Um, um, so on Joey's question, what's it going to be in 10 years, you think? Like, what, what, what are we going to be... The average wage is now 407000 Yeah, I reckon the average age... We'll, Ten, it's probably going to be above half a million, right? Yeah, I, I reckon at least 20 25%. So probably five to 550 is the average wage. Yeah. I, I think in the space of the next 10 years, I reckon we're looking at a 20 to 25% wage increase just on the raw numbers that are being sort of thrown around right now for the, the next CBA. And the players deserve that. You know, like... Oh, for sure. They're, ultimately, they're the ones that, that matter. They're the ones that fans come to see. And they, many, they should get the right size of the pie. But... You can always understand the AFL that they're, they're trying to look after, like they need to give money to several other elements of the game, not just the players. And obviously growth and development are part of that. But the players are the stars. Without them, there is no game. Well, how many codes around the world in sport are the highest 10 paid players on average earning less than the highest 10 paid administrators? There's not many. No, but that's that's different because the size of the pie, say, if we're talking about the NBA or the English Premier League, it's 50 times what we're talking about. So it's like you're comparing two different things. Well, yeah, but you're this, apple, this gets into conversations, do we need marquee players at one or two a club that sit outside the salary cap? Because you, you can't tell me that Dustin Martin might be a hard example because he doesn't do any media to actually grow the game. But more people, Dustin Martin earning $1.2 million and the average Richmond player, let's just pull one out 
you know, a Camden Macintosh. You can't tell me that Dusty is not worth more of the game than the three times what Camden Macintosh is. Just writing down the people that you clip over the... So Dylan Buckley, episode one. <laughs> You've gone the Silvanis and you're still bitter about Dusty not giving you anything at that doorstop last yeah. year. That was one of his best performances, I think. <laughs> it, just, it just lacked a don't argue. If he'd given you a slight push just under the throat, then that, then your, that, your that, TikTok might have actually That exploded. disc wouldn't have probably seen the light of day. <laughs> Well, you would have you would have sold it. Do you know what I'm trying to say though? Like, yeah, sorry to make definitely. it all serious. Dusty Martin is worth more than three times, say, like a Camden Macintosh, and I'm just pulling an average Richmond player who's. Yeah, but a you were comparing player. it to like administrators. Like Gillen would have earned more than Dustin Martin last year, right? Yeah, but where, where else is that? Where prevalent? else does that happen? Yeah. Well, pick a player in the English Premier League. Like Mo, Mo Salah's earning a million bucks a week. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Like you're not expecting the administrator to be earning $65 million a year, whoever the head of the, the FA is. But what I'm saying is it sh- the gap should be lessened between- I don't agree. I'm happy with the administrators earning huge cash. I'm happy look, with- Look what happened ha- during COVID. I, I like think we need Gil, them. I think Gil should earn what he does, but I think the, the, the players should earn more than what they do. The gap should be skewed higher to the players. No, I don't agree. I think so the players Gil's, earn the right amount of money. Let's pluck a figure. If he's on $3 million, the players should be earned- The highest paid players should be earning closer to two, two and a half. Why? Because they do more for the game than people than the, than oh, what they're, oh. they're. What do they get now? Twenty eight percent of the, the total revenue. Yeah, I think it's a fair and reasonable. Number. They put on the show. It, it should be closer to fifty. I think we just flipped arguments. I think we just started against uh, started <laughs> arguing against each other. Hey, if you've got a suggestion for nuts and bolts, or you want to get in touch with us in any way, shape, or form, hit us up on Twitter or on our Instagram page, and you can find that under the handle at Tradies Podcast. Mitch is big on socials as well. Apparently, your TikTok is quite. I did some investigating. Apparently, did you download. So you've got TikTok, but not Twitter no, at the no, moment. No, I said some investigating. Oh, you've outsourced it to other people who are big on TikTok. Yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Overs or unders? Who do you want to talk about here? Who's earning too much or too less? Just a player to put on the radar at Gold Coast, entering his fifth year, he's a second number two pick overall. Is Jack Lacocious? Oh, I just heard, I just can hear Jared Healy yelling in the in my ear. I don't think there's been a player that angers him more. Angers him. Yeah. Remember watching a Sandful final? He looked like the next Wayne Carey. When he was 17. Yeah, yeah. playing for, can't remember who it was, um, Adelaide Oval. I can still picture the marks, contested mark after contested mark, and thought this guy it could change the fortunes of Gold Coast on his own. I think we all watched those highlights and thought that. He's entering year five now. He's just signed a four-year deal last year. So, so he's in his second... Deal. Second year of the four-year deal. Yeah, they must have paid him a fortune. Well, just asked a couple of clubs, and and they're sort of talking around the six hundred thousand dollar a year mark, because the crows were coming hard for him. Remember all that talk that he'd bought a house in West Lakes. He's a South yep. Australian kid. Yeah, the crows could have sort of built their future around him in the front half as sort of the answer to Taylor Walker. Yep. after Tex, because they drafted and him just, and Rankin in the same draft. Yeah, South Australians. Yeah, yeah. And I, by the way, I love what Rankin and Rochelle did on the weekend, but yep, that's it. That's another conversation for another day. But Lukosha, he's just it feels like he's just paddling at the moment. He rarely grabs a game and makes a difference. They've tried him in defense as that good user. A beautiful kick. Doesn't impact the game enough. They've put him forward this year. He's always going to be second fiddle to Ben King. I just think for a player like that, he needs to be offering more than what he's doing right now on that wage and that length of contract that Gold Coast gave up yeah, for him at a, the time. It's hard because, to argue with that. You know, look at what they did last year with Jack Bowes and, and that history might show that's the right decision to, to strip the salary cap and say, we're going to let you walk, we'll give up a first round pick to do it. It's players like Jack Lukosius who are playing under their value that are hurting Gold Coast in the future that aren't allowing them to go after a Dustin Martin, Lance Franklin, whatever it might be because they're paying players like this. 
who are performing well under their, their weight. There's two sides to this, right? It's is, Do you think Jack has, and I think Jack will know this, has he got the most out of himself with the way he prepares, with the way he trains, with the way he plays? The second part is Gold Coast don't have a good record when it comes to player development. We know that. And they've actually been quite open yeah. under this new administration about that. They've played him full forward. They've played him on the wing. They've played him key back. They've played him halfback. Like, it's sort of hard to play consistently well yeah. when you constantly change your position. And he's had injuries. So, so I see both sides. But he, you are 100% right. He's not playing, to, to the Luke Jackson point, he's not fulfilling his value. No. And that hurts a side that hasn't ever played finals. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever questioned his professionalism. I think he's well regarded at the Suns as to what he does oh, I off think, field. I think early days there was some talk that perhaps he could get more out of himself training wise yep, okay. I'm not talking about anything bad off field I'm yep. just talking about like does he does he absolutely get the most out of himself but year five like I remember we were all talking about Mackay and Kerno coming into their fourth and fifth years like this is time now like yep. he's 22 turning 23 it's time for him yeah, is, is, is it Sam Walsh in his fifth year yeah same draft so Walsh Lukosius Rankin one yeah, two three so, like there you go yeah Rosie Bailey Smith years. Yeah, I mean, know. look at those guys. It's a Butters draft as well. Like, I yeah. mean, Bailey Smith is playing basically as the Bulldogs' second best midfielder behind yeah. Bontempelli. And it might, you know, people might think, well, he's a key position player. He's going to take time. What I saw in that Sandful, those Sandful finals all those, those years ago, I think there's more there for a player who's not performing to his standard right now. Mason Redmond, for me, will have to be in for a pay rise. He signed a deal basically when he was a different looking player. Yeah. He'd be on below average wage. He'd be on somewhere around 300000 Wow. And he's playing at least now like a five hundred thousand dollar player. Granted, he was playing its Wichita hats on the weekend, dressed in brown and gold. But captaincy conversation this year, he's sort of thrown up as a contender. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think was ever. I, I don't think he was ever a genuine contender. No, but there was enough people at Essendon thinking that but this guy's a He's a, a one to watch. I reckon when you're watching Mason Redmond, mm. you're thinking to yourself, if I knew that he was on less than the average AFL footballer, I would be very surprised. And he is. So his next deal, he has to be on grossly over. And as a free agent, getting back to my Ben McKay point last week, I can't believe we're back here. Free agents need to earn more because clubs are willing to pay them more to get them out because they don't have to often give up a draft pick for them. True so or if false. a club comes after Mason Redmond, he's going to be worth more in the market because let's just use a club, for example, Port Adelaide, if they come for a South Australian like Mason Redmond, they've got enough half back, so it won't be Port Adelaide, but they can get him for nothing and not have to give up a draft pick. So the clubs are always going to pay more for a free agent than what they do for a traded player. True or salary false. Salary cap-wise. When we got off-air recording last week, you texted someone at North Melbourne asking what yep. Ben McKay was worth. True. I did. Because you were nervous. That you got oh, I thought out. I might have underestimated him. And uh, what, what do you think now? Well, probably worth more 750 to 800. <laughs> He's backed over it. He hasn't even played a game. Players are worth more when they're out. Uh, I did see the Herald Sun value him as an $800,000 player. Oh, well, if you read it there, then it must be true. Um, no more gaps. We pick an AFL player. Last week was Essendon. I thought we did a fa- fairly good job. Jeez, their small forwards look so, good on the weekend. Who? Anthony McDonald to Woody. Oh, my God. Is this like, is you're just going to pick your little. He, he played for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And did you see the crowd's reaction? What? You were playing it. against anyone. I was in old like, and I can hear the crowd. Uh, yeah. it, by the Putting way. Putting bums on seats, Anthony McDonald to Woody, when he hits his straps in five or six weeks with his fitness. Why don't Melbourne play? Why don't Melbourne supporters go to the footy? I, no, I'm not. That's gonna, that I'm not, siren again. We're, we're talking non trades. Just quickly, Will Setterfield looked good as a big bodied mid as well. He didn't even play. He didn't even play in the midfield. <laughs> he played a half back. I'm not even getting involved in this. How many half backs does Essendon have? I'm not buying into the Essendon hype until I see them play against actual opposition. That was Hawthorne on the weekend. Yes. They were atrocious. What, what do they happened need? after quarter time? Yeah, well, it was air raid siren. We're going to talk about footy. <laughs> when you look at Hawthorne, who are you thinking they're going after? Because Sam Mitchell, is he's calculating. But he's also not very patient. 
So he's going to want to improve this list every year as quickly as I can. I'll look at their full line on the weekend, and without Mitch Lewis, it's a concern as to where the goals come from. They need another key, a genuine key forward. Well, so is, is Kaczynski not that? I don't think he's going to be that long He got term. subbed out. Mitchell said after the game that it didn't help their ball movement because they were going to him. They were funneling to him too much, so they tried to go smaller. They, they moved Hardwick, who played all his juniors as a forward, up, and that kind of worked. But when I went into this year, I looked at the Hawks and I went, Kaczynski, Lewis, I can build around that. You think they need another one? I think they need a genuine A grader. Like I'm talking Cameron Hawkins. I got Mackay some feedback Kerno. about your A grade comment last week. I did my list. There's 25 A graders in the comp. And did Darcy Parrish make it? No. He no did I look not. forward to delving into that list over the we season. We'll do it. We'll do it. I'm going to upset some people. So, okay. So, well, then, you, oh, who is Jacob, that? He's an AFL player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not. He's not a game changer like Hawkins and Cameron, like a Mackay and Kerno. So they're impossible to find when they're already good because. Yeah. Teams lock them down and they're hard to draft. So are they going back to the draft? Do they need to draft another key forward? Because they drafted at the other in Granger Barras. I, I actually think, I, I know that the jury's out with some, but I actually think that him and Sicily could make a really good pairing. And I love what they did at the time with Granger Barras. That was a great pick. He looked so, great in his draft year. And I love I love Jaff. Like yep. CJ, you saw what he did on the weekend. Like he's that Adam Saad type yep. defender who I think is pacey, skillful, but can also play on someone. Like he's great. I think that they've built their midfield, albeit very, very young. You know, you saw the likes of of Day and the young man that the blonde uh, that Day Cam McKenzie, Cam McKenzie star. He, like he was already making good decisions on the weekend. For, for me, what's the, their biggest gap in your eyes? Well, I, I just think. It sounds so stupid, but like they, they they lack the senior midfielder. They trade away Mitchell and O'Meara, and it's like, well, who's the guy that's bringing them through? So they almost need to go back and like, get a Liam Shields, like what he's doing well, in North I, Melbourne. I watched, I watched Shields on the weekend, and I'm thinking to myself, he should be playing for Hawthorne. He's still got like two decent years left in him. Well, they stamped his papers pretty early last year. Yeah, I'm just not... Because Sam Mitchell was that for the Hawks before he got shafted and sent to the West Coast, like Lewis and Hodge did. Yeah. But so, like, he understands the importance of having those senior bodies. I, I just... I'm worried what happens to the Hawks, and this might be a bit of the back-to-footy chat, but in 12 weeks' time, they've had a hot, hot pre-season under their new fitness bo- boss, Peter Burge, who's come across from Richmond. They're fit at the moment. In 12 weeks without that senior body... They didn't look fit. That midfield... No, but th- they keep telling us they are. That senior body in the midfield is going to hurt them in 12 weeks. So you think... You would say, key forward, I would say a, another... That they need to not, uh, draft another mid. They, they kind of... Harley Reid, the number one pick, is he that guy? Yeah, probably. He's not a senior player, but he's going to make an impact early. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, Melbourne go to the draft and pick up Oliver and Petrarca. Like, for me, that's where Hawthorne are at. Yep. So I just hope that... I hope that they give Mitchell time. Because the, like we we're looking at footy through the prism of trade, the way that they've gone is well, we're going to be Carlton and Melbourne from the early two thousands. We want to go bank like Carlton banked Walsh, Wiedering, Mackay, Kerno, Spine, right? Yep. Melbourne, Petrarca, Oliver, Viney. They went and got Lever. They went. They, they they topped up by getting Lever and May. Hawthorne are not there yet. They're a couple of drafts away for me. And to your point, they probably need another key forward or at least another key that they can turn into either end. And they just ne- they need so to get more mids. for a club like Hawthorne, someone like Harry Himmelberg, who's a first-time free agent at 26, is it too early to go for someone like that? Yeah. Because he's not in the window when you want to be contending? Yeah, and I just think if you're Harry, there's no way you're going from... Like, if, if I'm leaving the Giants because I'm worried about a lack of success as a free agent, I'm going somewhere where I think... Like, I'm going Richmond. Like, or if I'm Carlton, I'm shipping off McGovern and I'm replacing his money with Himmelberg. Because yeah. he's kind of the same player, but younger and plays more games. 
doesn't get as injured. Anyway, we've sort of drifted off there. So I said we'd come back to this. So there I am on Friday night, half falling asleep, not because of the coverage, but I was I had a big week and I was tired. I was on the couch with the dog. Big feedback to Trady. So you would have your phone would have been lining blowing, up all week. Blowing up. And then you come on and this happens. Well, Jim, the trade space never sleeps and it's already heating up. One man who will be in demand is Carlton's Tom DeConing. Already interest from Sydney, Geelong, where his brother Sam plays. And of course, St Kilda, where the list boss at the Saints, Stephen Silvani, was actually the man who drafted De Koning originally to Carlton. So he will be a one to watch this year. Free agents are always a watch this space at this time of the year. And three already at the top of that list. Uh, North Melbourne's Ben Mackay getting plenty of interest as one of the key backs in the market, as well as Adelaide's Tom Duday and Essendon's Darcy Parrish. Strong. So, first of all, how long has this trade wrap been happening? 12 months. Okay, well, that, that, that makes me feel a little bit better. And secondly, you lead with De Koning. Strong. I thought I thought your whiteboard item was strong from last week. And you throw in Mackay as if like you were that nervous about your opinion that like, <laughs> yeah, I better back over this. The, the thing with news, I, I, TV... T- I would like you to stop doing that trade wrap, please. I, I think we'd save that stuff for here. No one's watching at 11.50, by the way. No, nah, the eyeballs on seven broadcasts on a Friday night are huge, okay. leading to the armchair experts. Well, I didn't realise James Warburton suddenly walked, <laughs> walked into the room. <laughs> and secondly, you can't the Saturday night thing can't be called Saturday Scoop. And Nat Edwards is my favourite. She's amazing, by the way. She hosted she is. unbelievably on Saturday night. I was going to text her. You can't call that segment Saturday Scoop because Jared Healy should get royalties, first of all. And secondly, the whole point so of- So Jared Healy is the only person who ever used the term scoop around well, news. Well, na- name me, the last, name me the, the, the last time it was used. Name me with a person. Go on. That's it, you can't. No. Anyway, <laughs> Saturday scoop. I was trying to think of something. And then, and then they sit down and tell you anything. They just go through headlines. That's not a scoop. Did you watch it? We brought you a bit of news. We had the AFL CEO's meeting from last week. Oh, that that's that's a hot take. Yeah. I only read that in four different news outlets. We had the vision, you know, TV's a pictures medium. We had the Tom Stewart injury news. Plenty of news, Saturday scoop. Plenty of reason to stick around Can't after the Come footy. up with something else to call it. It's 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 awful. You can write a letter to Lewis and Gary O'Keefe and the guys at seven. No, I'm no, I'm not writing any no, no, no. I, I was just I was disappointed. That's all. I was disappointed <laughs> that, that that's where we're at. How about me when I rolled out of bed on Thursday morning and I had to see that my old mate Sam we've gone into this podcast venture together and you're doing a rival one. <laughs> just felt like I've been cheated on. Margin call. Strong stuff, margin call. You want to get your tips? That was uh, that. Look, that was a, a, an engagement that contractually I was obligated to fulfil. Right. But I'm still really enjoying it. So your best stuff, Steph, saver here. Absolutely. But if you would like to get the best previews of the games, you listen to Margin Call okay. and Matthew Richardson. You listen to the guy who's won the Age Footy Tipping two of the last four years. Richo. No, not Richo. That does us, I think. Don't forget, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Tradies Podcast. Keen for some more listener questions next at week. Cleary underscore Mitch. I'm S McClure sixteen. What was the number on your back growing up? Who did you? <laughs> who did you want to be? I had number six at Geelong. Number six at Geelong. You have to fill me in. David Spriggs into Brad Ottens. <laughs> really. David Spriggs. I was big on trades. He went from Geelong to Sydney. I was big on the trades from a young age. That is. Um, How about you? So I was 16 because of Scott Camparelli. Oh, wow. And I wanted to kick like him. Remember he had, he basically kicked like everything, almost like a sad kind of kick. Like he kicked everything sort of, sort of from out wide. Like he dropped the ball out wide. I, mean, I don't know how we got talked on into this. Another trade anyway, player. That's why 16. That's it for episode two. You can follow Tradies on Spotify or subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll see you next week.
Thank you for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, it would be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share it with your friends. So if you want to get in touch, share feedback, suggestions, or to advertise with one of our podcasts, then simply email hello at Producey.com. Thanks for tuning in.